Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that's ever existed. This is like the happiest I've ever been recording an intro, just because it works. Ah, technology. Uh, uh, but yeah, my guest this week is a comic. He hosts, uh, co-hosts the Toaster Tuesday open mics at Black Cat, Lower East Side, oh, yeah. uh, Tristan Williams. Tristan, hey, how's hey, it James. going? Uh, I'm doing great. <laughs> it is glad to be, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad that technology is alive. Yeah. We figured it out. I, I'm so happy. I've got to like figure something out with that. Yeah, uh, card. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to have you here. Uh, before before we get into anything music related, where can people find you? Uh, you can mostly find me uh, on the internet. I'm sort of an eternal presence there. But uh, Tuesday, I mentioned the open mic I run every Tuesday, yes. 6 p.m. at Black Hat in the Lower East Side with my co-host Art Kai. It's a lot of fun, and it's not on free mics. Is that why it's a lot of Is fun? It not. It is not. I, I have no idea how we I found it. We tried to do that purely word of mouth. It's word of mouth and people who wander into there looking for other open mics. Oh. And uh, it works out. Cool. It works pretty well. Nice. That's yeah. all. That's bad. It's punk as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love it. We've scared out professional comedians. It's it's great. Who have you scared out? Uh, we were like the third time we did the mic because we do like an announcement 10 minutes before right. it starts. Uh, like Dan St. Germain was just sitting oh. in the back. And it's like, hey, look, it's Dan St. Germain. And then Art speaks, in, speaks into the mic. He's like, hey, we're going to be doing an open mic in five minutes. Dan immediately leaves. <laughs> he beelines out the door. And we're like, this is how we know we've made it. To be fair, I've had times where like, I remember once I was dating a girl and she wanted to see me do comedy. So I was like, come to an open mic. And I yeah. went to an open mic and I wasn't able to get on the list. And they were like, oh, sorry, we're not going to get you up. And she's like, well, do you want to sit and enjoy some comedy? And I'm like, nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> not at an open not not at all wow that's bold you brought them you brought the girl to yeah i, I was open like you were doing still pretty much just starting in comedy and okay. like, it didn't work out with that girl anyways that's fair i've seen somebody do a, a first date at an open mic they were presenting on at black hat oh that's that's awful. that is the pure cringe factor i i once Harness had that sell it i once had a first date where i told her uh let's uh, i'm like oh hey this is great i have to go do an open mic uh but let's talk again soon and then she said uh oh i want to come and i was like no you really don't and i did my best to talk her out and then she came anyway and oh, yeah. uh we haven't had a second date uh, <laughs> so i was like i tried i think the, the way you can if you have to do something like that or it's like my mom's in town she's like right. i want to go to an open mic it's like you're not working on anything there it's like right we're yeah. just gonna do show material i want to do my best stuff and then they'll be like wow you're so much better than everyone else here and you're <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless it's like a mic where everyone knows you so like no one reacts to your best oh, yeah. stuff and they can't back just like, oh. Oh, man. but uh yeah uh, do you have any social media you want to plug or uh, I'm on Instagram at Tartsin. That is T A R T S I N. It's pretty much the only social media I'm on these days. Oh, cool. Fair. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram uh, at James P Crowley. Twitter at James P Crowley sixty eight. Uh, yeah. If I decide I have a Twitter again, we can edit that in and post. <laughs> I, I I'll put a link in at the bottom. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> in the description. All right. Uh, but yeah, before we get into the playlist for this week, uh, Tristan, what type of music do you? tend to gravitate towards tend to like i really listen to just a very wild mix of things. right it is all over the i think when i sent well, you suggested there were tons of, of them I, uh, but it was like which one did i want to talk about two stick out to me that you suggested yeah. one was 2000 screamo uh, oh yeah yeah and the other was that new wave <laughs> uh, and those and i'm like one of those i know a lot about one of those i don't know very much about right yeah i don't know it was like growing up say like the night like by the late 90s it was like I was very much into the more metal things that right. were happening that day, the screamo emo stuff, just because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I also had this weird divergent 
path of music where I was really into 80s music at that time, right. which then progressed to me being really into 70s music later. Well, it's like I kept going forward, so I don't know. I'm going forward and backward in time. That's kind of like how it works, I feel, sometimes. Yeah. Where, like, the more I get into, like, modern, like, black metal, the more I go back, and I'm like, I want to listen to Gregorian chants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are the Russian basso profundo up to these days? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh, sign me up. Uh, but your playlist that you chose to go with was 80s metal, yeah. uh, which is, like, totally my shit. Uh, yeah. What, what l- made you gravitate towards 80s metal? Okay, so for one, uh, heavy metal in the 80s is such a far-reaching term that I felt like I could include a whole lot of different things in there, so I didn't have to go too small. I could still get a lot of stuff. But also, I think 80s metal is great just because of the characters behind it as well. There's great music in every era, but the people are completely (laughs) insane in this, which I think we will get into a lot. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It has so many great stories, and, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I've spent most of, like, my young teens reading, like, slash autobiographies, so, like, I'm like, this is... There's there's a whole South Park episode where Slash is just a mythical character. I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, It's like the Wunderslash. It's just a guy who appears. I can't tell you more details about it. (laughs) That's just, like, the level that these people have reached. I'll have to check right. that out. That's They're exciting. All insane. Uh, so y- you told me when you sent me your playlist, but what was your approach when crafting this? Yeah, so I wanted to try and do a large, like, full look at heavy metal throughout the 80s. Yes. So I sent you an actual chronological playlist. <laughs> right, there. which is awesome. Yeah, which is just trying to touch on all sorts of different genres in there. Uh, I stressed out way too much making this playlist. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I want all these bands in here. It's like, but wait, this is already categorically covered over here. So let's, <laughs> we got to pick a top one and then bounce around it. But yeah, I tried to just do, because I love to also just trace the journey of these yeah. things. And like it evolved so much and like there's it so did. much different it evolved stuff. And while also devolving at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> a right? little bit, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Kurt Cobain came in and just like cut yeah. the head off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to the point where everybody's like, oh yeah, we're all actually tired of this. Let's just acknowledge it in public. It, and then exactly. it dies. But uh, let's hop right into it with your first song, which is a classic, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. So this is like 1980. Yes. This is the very start of the 80s. Ozzy Osbourne is newly separated from Black Sabbath. Yes, just out. Just out. And like this this song is just symbolic of everything that's about to happen, I think, in there, right? Where things are starting to come off the wheels. You've got like Randy Rhodes playing just crazy guitar solos in there, right? Yeah. Who two years later will be killed when a test plane tries to (sighs) clip the bus or buzz the bus? Well, it was like... 
I don't know. They were like in a field or something, and like the bus driver, the bus driver, I think, said like, "Oh, I know how to fly a plane," and they went in the plane and it crashed. Yeah, and they were trying to like buzz the tour bus. They're trying to get close enough to it that it like shook everything in there, oh, which I don't is not how that. you fly. <laughs> it's not how anyone's ever been trained to fly. It was the eighties, <laughs> right? But yeah, it's like this song starts with just you know the classic, the classic. All aboard! Intro. Yeah, right. Yeah, all aboard! Oh God, I used to think that was saying something else. If that comes back to me, I'll remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up later. But yeah, it's like it starts with the all aboard and then just that heavy like thumping guitar riff that the comes in bum there. Bum. Yeah, that everybody learns how yeah, to play, yeah. right? And they're like, oh, this is awesome. And then it just picks up and it's like it becomes the song that you hear. You still hear it in like football stadiums every oh, yeah. this day, right? It's it's, it's amazing. It's like it's so great to coming from Ozzy just because yeah. when he was in Black Sabbath, it was all dark and evil. And there were some more upbeat songs, but it was mostly just like Satan is over the hills and <laughs> he's watching me. And then you get this where it's just like life's crazy and this is upbeat and like, fun. And yeah, crazy. But that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy is. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one person singularly who's like, one of the craziest people in metal. I think you have to go with Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He just released a new album, right? Yeah, it's he's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-year-old, he's, like, collaborating with Post Malone. Yeah. Like, who would have seen that coming? Charlie Puth's on that album, too. Good Which God. is wild. <laughs> uh, I think he just plays piano, but still, like, uh, he's got uh, Elton yeah, John. So it's like Paul McCartney on a Kanye West song, right? Exactly, yeah. It's just a few notes here and there. <laughs> like, oh, we'll give him the credit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I love this song. I also love, I don't know if it's on the MP3, but uh, I think on the vinyl, the song doesn't start until like six seconds in. Yeah. And I, I heard that was so that people would be like, what's going on? Turn up the record <laughs> player. And then Ozzy's <laughs> screaming at you. <laughs> have, have you ever been to a show where like the volume's not on, but the band is playing and then somebody's like trying to figure it out? Everyone's like listening really closely. I've, I've had that for like comedy shows. I don't know if I've okay. done it. I've seen it at like. A this is, this is not metal. I'll try to limit these no, tangents. Tangents. Are I was fun. at okay. I'm at the Indy 500 earlier okay. this year, and uh, Lee Greenwood is singing "God Bless the USA." Right. Right. And like the volume is not on, so you can't really hear him. There's an entire stadium. There's like 400,000 right. people. They're all like really trying to listen in very closely to hear him sing this song. And it's right as he gets to the chorus. Whoever's in the audio booth just flips the switch on, <laughs> and it blasts. Oh, that's and everybody's wild. like, "Oh my god, oh, turn this up! <laughs> this, this is too much way volume. too intense." Yeah, that's one of those things. I wonder though if it's like made for TV, just because uh, I know like the Super Bowl halftime show. Apparently, if you're there, you can't yeah. hear it very well. But I don't know. I believe that it's interesting. Yeah. Or it's like you're also timing that. So it's like you hit the chorus, right? Which yeah. is the main part. And that's when everybody's like, oh, wow, we get it. And then the Ma audience is clapping. Maybe it was just the sound guy. <laughs> it it could have just been. Like, I'm going <laughs> to. He's like, wait, I can make this better. Yeah. He freestyles on that. Ah. Uh, that's but, fantastic. But yeah, I love Ozzy. We'll we'll get into a little bit of Ozzy as we go on. Uh, yeah. But my first pick uh, was Hot for Teacher by Van Halen.
a second, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't go in any order. <laughs> I was just like, That's fine. what do I put? Uh, so I started with 1984. Um, right. And I figured I needed a Van Halen song because even though Van Halen's technically a 70s band, I yeah. feel like no one really encapsulates the 80s and sort of like what would become hair metal better than Van Halen. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with that. And I think when you get into the more like new wavy like pop crossovers of these songs, yeah. it's like Van Halen is very much leading that. Oh, yeah. Because like Eddie Van Halen also was he he was kind of a musical genius where he wanted to, you know, experiment with keyboards and synthesizers. And yeah. David Lee Roth was like, no, sick riffs only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sick riffs. And then eventually he's like, well, OK, I'll jump up and down sometimes. Yeah. I'll scream a lot. Have you ever listened to a Van Halen song without like with all the instruments turned off? Um, I've heard some of them, yeah. Yeah, my friend sent me one of those on YouTube once where it's like you just hear David Lee Roth making just crazy noises right. the whole time. It's fascinating, and you get it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this man's just a lunatic with a really good voice. <laughs> I'd argue whether or not he has a very good voice, though. <laughs> like, uh, Van Halen screams. songs are great, but, like, you don't, I don't know. I, I think if David Lee Roth was in any other band, we'd be like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's fair. I do love, uh, I mean, Hoffer Teacher is also maybe the most, like, comedic message of any of their popular oh, songs. Oh, absolutely. Right? That everybody loves it for that. It's got, like, a music video yeah, that it, is just the kitschiest thing. Yeah, it's all... It, I just remember when, when I first heard the song when I was in, like, fourth grade or something, my dad played it for me, and he said, oh, yeah, you know, it's like how, like, your teachers are normally ugly. You know, their <laughs> teacher was hot one year, and they all liked her. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why teachers are underpaid. And I'm like... <laughs> this I'm, is where this came I'm like, from. I'm in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I do really love that this... Like this song starts with like Alex Van Halen. Yeah, right? it's a big drum intro. It's like, just, yeah, uh, I I've seen Van Halen live, and I think that like I have too. It, it'll. When did you see them live? Uh, ooh, maybe 2015. Okay, that 2016? was 16. I saw them in like 2008. So okay. like I was in like I remember grade. I think when that tour was happening yeah. and then it's like I missed it and like oh I'll never come back and then they did like two more <laughs> yeah, yeah. and now David Lee Roth is opening for Kiss. Whoa, okay. Which is like a, a match huh. made in heaven to some yeah. extent. Another um, band we'll get to eventually. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that like they'll start this song after Alex Van Halen's drum solo. Yeah, so. which makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's just it's starting with a drum solo, right? You could yeah. seamlessly put that at the end of something. Yeah. There. The band comes back out right after yeah. five minutes of it. And then, you know, you just have the great riff and like it's also a little bluesy, which I like, yeah. like in the verses. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, one thing I will mention, this is a theme that will probably come up a lot. This is a song I'm also deeply familiar with because of Guitar Hero. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I knew it very well before then, but then it was like, in one random game, it was their hardest song on drums by far. I'm trying to remember which Guitar Hero it's in. Um, uh, I believe World Tour. Okay. I, I, think. I think I have that one. because oh, It's not it's Guitar Hero Van Halen. I'm gonna, oh, oh maybe. wow. That, Look I at me just saying I know all of these things. <laughs> first out of the gate. Like, nope. Never mind. Uh, I'm going to say it's in van. It's in the van. That, I don't know. That would make sense. Uh, no, I have, uh, I think I have most of the Guitar Hero games just because, like, when I first started making money, I was like, oh, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can go to GameStop and buy all of these. And I played, like, one once and I was like, all right, now they all sit in a closet. Yeah. No, I went the other, I don't play them anymore, but I went the other way around. You'll find out just how obsessed I am okay. with these things. Well, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's keep on keep rolling moving. along. I think this one's also in a guitar hero, uh, oh. Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Yeah. 
This is absolutely in a guitar. <laughs> uh, this hardest drum song in Rock Band One. Oh, also okay. probably the hardest on guitar. Um, I, but let's talk about the actual song okay, before I yeah. talk about the technical <laughs> details of a music video game. Uh, so Run to the Hills. Okay, Iron Maid. You have British, like the new wave, the new of, wave British, of British, he- British heavy metal. Nuwabum. I don't know if I've ever said that phrase out loud. I have seen it so many times online. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a thing. But it feels weird to say. Yeah. It does. Which is just, it's like this crazy thing that comes out of nowhere. I think this song typifies a lot of it. Where it's like you have this British band, Iron Maiden, singing about a mostly Canadian Native American tribe. Is that who I like? I've never done deep research into this. I know it's yeah. like Native Americans and stuff, but I was like, yeah. Well, like the gist of the song, it's like the Cree, right? It's the Cree oh, tribe that makes fleeing back to the hills, and the Cree are like mostly in you know Canada. They did dip into northern. This just shows how little US. I know about history. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I know this because of this song. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about the Iroquois for a while here. Uh, yeah, it's like this British band comes over with these crazy, like, fully driving song about. Our own tribes, like being pushed back to the mountains by, uh, by like soldiers and everything, being massacred, and it's like, holy cow, this is insane, right? And it, it like the song accelerates at one point in the middle of it. Well, like it's so it, it's such a strange song when you kind of break down the lyrics and the different parts because it starts perspective of a Native American, yeah, and then it goes into like a British settler. Or yeah. you know what? Uh, line uh, chasing the Redskins back to their uh, homes. It's like, so there's the part of me that like I can't listen to this now because I'm like <laughs> this is very bad. Like, yeah. this is not a good message. No, but then it hits the chorus. But, yeah, and the voice just soars. <laughs> oh, it's like, great. Oh, we're gonna run to the hills right now. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, I uh, this is one of those songs that like I loved when I was younger, and I'm like hell yeah, you know, raping the women, <laughs> wasting the men, oh and now I'm like, <laughs> like oh, you know, I, I don't that. know how I feel <laughs> about Did the I fact do this that karaoke ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god, clear it, clear it out. Wow, I love it. I also love it. Um, I think it's got to be one of Iron Maiden's <laughs> only like sub four minute songs. <laughs> yeah, they definitely they, of their singles. They like their long stuff, <laughs> right? Right. Here's an easy joke. Right. It's like their song two minutes to midnight. Right. And it's a full five minutes after midnight. That is how (laughs) long most of their songs are. I I love I love a lot of them. Love. But yeah, they're not. They're the type of band that you go to see. They do like seven songs and you're like three hour show. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, if I just want a quick single that I can listen to at one point where I don't have to go through several different. Right. It's like, let's. Yeah, because the only the only other Maiden song that has that is uh, like Number of the Beast. But even that, if you listen to the studio version, it has that like minute and a half long <laughs> spoken yeah. intro, which is great. But also like, yeah. no, it is. A, it's like and you will recognize him by the number of the six hundred and six. Yeah, as it sits there for just a minute and a half, you're like, well, the crux of the song isn't very long. Right. But. Oh man, they, they stretch it. Yeah, they're 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 epic. You know, they, they are. Yeah. Um, how, how is the song on Guitar Hero or Rock Band, whichever? This was a maddening song. This is the song that kept most people from beating the game. Uh, notably, okay, here's a ridiculous thing. Uh, on the drums, it's like so many. I guess it'd be a hi hat, right? Is what they're you're slamming right. on the entire time. You're trying to hit these crazy sixteenth notes. It was too fast for the actual equipment in the game. Oh, really? So you usually couldn't play it because the notes would start double counting. So the way that you could fix this as a, you know, a high school or younger teenager sitting at home is you strapped socks over the drums. You put a rubber band and you strapped a sock over it and it was able to isolate the beats enough on the drum head 
that it could separate out the signal there. That's interesting. So yeah, so this is me in high school being <laughs> as cool as possible, strapping socks to my video games <laughs> just to try to, to beat, beat them. And I think it worked. That's a good, uh, like, got, was that a trick you figured out on your own or like something you saw on the Oh, no, like early days of YouTube. Oh, okay. like, oh this is how we do how it. How to be <laughs> number. <laughs> yeah. That was a whole genre of YouTube video that like doesn't oh, exist yeah. anymore. It's like people doing this in Guitar Hero. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, then it eventually just became like, here's Twitch. Just they can oh, do it yeah. for you and you can live through them. That's true. There are still people that make money streaming Guitar Hero on Twitch. Really? Yeah. I, I think I might reevaluate my career. It, it could work. It could be fun. Get a comfortable chair. That's my main advice. <laughs> I, I feel like if I'm going to stream, I figure I have to go full on like standing though. That's true. But, you know, it's one of those things where you get into it far enough. And you're yeah. like, I got it. It's like Dance Dance Revolution, right? It's fun to just be standing. But if you're going to go pro at it, you have to lean back on the bar. Oh, I don't. Uh, I've never. It makes your feet lighter. Oh, <laughs> I've never played. I've dance. played a lot of music games. <laughs> <laughs> All the rhythm games. <laughs> All of the rhythm games. Uh, let's slide into my next pick, which is oh, yeah. kind of a dance song. Girls, girls, girls by Motley Crue. definitely an exotic dance song yeah <laughs> uh this was uh <laughs> this was the inspiration for my new joke about uh different genres of music and when i talk about hair metal this yeah. is the song that i had in mind <laughs> oh yeah um but yeah i i'm not the world's biggest motley crew fan okay. but like i figure like they were so integral to the 80s yeah that you, like like you it doesn't exist without them they no, I don't think it does. Right. But to me, they, they were always just like Guns N' Roses light. But yeah. revisiting them like a little bit older, I read, um, have you ever read Fargo Rock City by Chuck Klosterman? No, I haven't. Do you know Chuck Klosterman? I might, but it's not. Uh, his away. most famous book is Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. He's written for like every magazine okay. and online publication. Uh, his first book is all about growing up in... North Dakota, but mm -hmm. listening to hair metal in the 80s. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, it's a weird, like, intellectualization of everything <laughs> where he's yeah. just, like, giving, like, in-depth analysis, like, that you would give to, uh, I don't know, like like guided by voices <laughs> right and then he like but then like he does it for like motley crew songs so when i read that i got super into motley crew yeah um and this song in particular i'm just like this is like a fun like this is why i listen to hair metal is just like i want to go out and party and like have fun and you know yeah think that i'm at a strip club even though i've never right been to a and these club. guys come out like super highly theatrical yeah the entire time they're also all completely insane the most of them are way too young to be doing these things right like, 
Mick Mars is possibly 55 <laughs> when this band starts. That man is uh, out, uh, somewhere out of time. Uh, but yeah, the crazy, like Molly Crew, this was 1981 when they first started yeah. playing, right? So it's like you picture hair metal being this thing that happens much later right. in the it's 80s. It's like 86, 87, and then like. Yeah, no, their first album was like 81. Yeah. And they're already just tearing stuff up. I will admit, I watched The Dirt. I watched The Dirt too. I watched it in preparation for this. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, I watched it when recently. <laughs> I watched it when it came out, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's It's worth it just for how. I don't know, off the rails these guys are. Yeah, it's wild. I want to read The Dirt at some point. I would have felt more intellectual if I'd read The Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just be like, hey, I watched a Pete Davidson movie. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, he's, I think he's the most fun like actor in that movie, though. Yeah, yeah. I think. It's, it is like a fun movie. Like, yeah. There's the part of me that I'm like, I hate this, but then there's the part of me that I'm like, this is just a good time. This <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I, I defend The Dirt more than I defend uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> which was the other big <laughs> music movie that came out the same year. Oh, yeah. Like the Oscar caliber movie that that's up there uh, exactly oh yeah like you know the dirt. machine gun kelly should have gotten that oscar over rami malik <laughs> that would have been fun I, I wish the oscars would just embrace the lulls a little bit more sometimes you know? <laughs> just like the well they kind of did with bohemian rhapsody in my opinion yeah well i'm, I'm still bitter because uh sylvester stallone didn't win for creed he didn't win supporting actor for creed after playing rocky for like 40 <laughs> years like, that was the final straw who who won over him but uh was that Bridge of Spies. I'm just bl- every no time idea. somebody loses, and it's like who beat them. It's like I don't know. Mark Rylance. It's, it's Bridge of Spies. Like, I just blame him. Probably a great movie. <laughs> probably. Um, I will say, Girls, Girls, Girls is not one of my favorite Motley Crue songs. That's fair. It's it's I'll not one. Uh, when I was going through, I was. <laughs> so like kind of in the way that you were like this was already represented I'm like I need something that's just like a dirt bag <laughs> like, like yeah. party there song there you go yep <laughs> dirt bag classic party song if somebody's like oh yeah give me Motley Crue they'll be like Whoa. yeah where like my, my favorite Motley Crue song is actually Smoking in the Boys Room ah but uh, it's yeah. a cover song so I was like right, don't right. know if I should include that I've got another I'll talk about yeah. it later another band that had another song I like but it's a cover so okay. like, we'll, we'll push it out I, I think I might know which one it is but let's keep on rolling along into your next pick which is Rainbow in the Dark by Dio This is such a, a wild song. So Dio, you know, another Black Sabbath frontman doing a fun solo career. Yes. Right. Um, so the main thing is, I feel like Dio always has to be in this 80s metal conversation. Yes. I think he does. I'm not big on Holy Diver. I'm not. Uh, this is my favorite Dio song. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I actually, I like the cover of Holy Diver more. By, by Kill Switch by Engage. By Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> not to throw it back That's to that 2000, 2000 Screamo <laughs> genre. But hey, there it is. Uh, 
Yeah, so this song is is kind of wild, but like my favorite thing about Rainbow in the Dark is like what says metal more than a, a metaphor that doesn't really track. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Like what is a rainbow in the dark? Can you see it? No. It doesn't Does exist. It exist? <laughs> no. It's got a music video that's just Dio screaming on rooftops. Yeah. It's like this this is exactly what I want. It's and it's songs. like it's just a killer track also. <laughs> like it, Oh yeah. It's really like a, it's really a self-positive song too. It's like you're <laughs> you're different. You're a rainbow, but you're in the dark. You have to get better. <laughs> yeah. You know, when there's lightning, it always brings me down. There's yeah. those random lines in there. It, yeah, the chorus ends with just that line of, you're a rainbow. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I am a rainbow. It's great. The guitar solo, completely insane. Absolutely. Uh, very technically it's difficult. driven, yeah. too. Technically difficult song in Rock Band 3. Just going to throw that in there. <laughs> was this in Rock Band 3? This, this is going to be a lot of maybe. <laughs> was this one in that Rock Band? You are deep in my territory now. Um, 100%. I, the first three Rock Bands, uh, I'm pretty there was a, There is with. a fourth. Uh, well, I know that there are, like, <laughs> there are a bunch. <laughs> there no, are so many. There's spinoffs. But the first things. three are the ones that like I know like almost yeah. inside and out. Okay. But yeah, I don't remember this one. Being oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a crazy song, but I I just I enjoy it very much. I don't know. Yeah, Dio's got that powerful voice. It's got yeah, um, fantastic cameo in Tenacious D, the Pick of Destiny. Yes. <laughs> it, <laughs> exactly. It, what you and need. like Tenacious D's done stuff with him, where like they were in the Push music video. I want to say. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It's it's not very good in my <laughs> opinion. But Tenacious D's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> support uh, that. Uh, ah, fuck, I lost my train of thought. God, it'll come back to me. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Dio, Dio, Dio. No, uh, it's okay. I'll remember it at some point. Uh, All right. There, there's also going to be a little bit more Dio conversation oh, yes. coming up in a little bit. We'll double back to the man. Uh, but let's go into my next pick, which is Round and Round by Rat. <laughs> Is a much longer song than I remembered. Really? Yeah. I feel like if I'm gonna, if I listen to it again right now, I'll be like, oh wow, this is. Well, I think it's over five minutes long. Really? Which is like, what message are they trying to send? <laughs> round and round, from Romeo to Juliet. Yeah. What, what's the line of that? Love will find a way. Just give it time. Yeah. So, okay. It's like so they're living in that. They're I'm, making you give it. I'm just gonna five minutes check time. this to get the time on it. Oh, no, it's like four and a half minutes, which is still pretty okay. long. Well, maybe for, it just feels long. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the the outro like goes on for a long time. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I always feel like the this is kind of my big like hair metal one hit wonder. 
Okay. Where like Rat didn't do a whole lot, and I feel like this is the only song of theirs that's still yeah. kind of relevant. Yeah, I will say that for like I think Rat had some other songs that I like more. Yeah. Like Lay It Down is probably a good one. There maybe there's a uh, Body Talk is a very fast song of theirs. I have no I idea. So. Yeah, but it's like but the only thing that they're relevant and like known for is this round, round and round, round song. Yeah. And, and I mean I like it. Yeah. It's great. This band's name is literally Rat with two T's. Where you're like, <laughs> let's generate a metal band. And it's like, yep, this seems right. And like the same thing with the logo. And then like they still play together. And I think a lot Ooh. of them have intense drinking problems because I've seen videos <laughs> of them recently, like on yeah. stage being like, yeah, I can't finish this one. I, <laughs> I've had too many. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of exactly what I want when I like yeah. list, go to see an 80s metal band. Right. <laughs> when you go to see one now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I will save their energy for the big songs, but otherwise, we'll be like, well, we'll get through this <laughs> a little. Well, because I, I think the big thing, you know, growing up being into classic rock, I was yeah. like, oh, I really want all this wild stuff to happen. And then you go see people on their reunion tours, and it's like tight, technical, and <laughs> good. And you're like, that was cool. They sounded good, but like, I really wanted to see like someone like stumble over. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I mean, all the stuff that we hear about now being like two people listening to 80s metal who are not alive or like not yeah, yeah. making memories when this stuff is really happening. It's like, oh, this is what I picture when I think about it. And then you go see it now and it's like, this man is broken down. <laughs> You're like <laughs> just doing it for the money. Parts of him have been physically replaced. <laughs> <laughs> but like if someone's on stage like drunk, I'm like, cool, this is yeah. my life. Although that backfired on me when I went to see Marilyn Manson two years oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah. How old was he then? Like 48? <laughs> yeah, 49? he was probably late 40s, maybe even early 50s. I don't even okay. know. But he like, he was obviously obviously very uh intoxicated on stage oh, yeah? and he was pretty good up until he like knocked over a prop and it put him to sleep and <laughs> the show ended early and i was like <laughs> i was like i want to hear the beautiful people <laughs> oh no oh my uh my cousin's been to like tons and tons of concerts uh he said dragon force was just drunk the whole time i could see that it would make sense also those are like very technically insane yeah songs, yeah, so yeah it's like they just give themselves an easy out. I can't play it. Like three days ago, I, I watched like 10 Dragon Force live videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> just because I remember when they were when they were a big thing because of Guitar Hero. Hey, they, back again. They they had like, there was like the controversy, Dragon Force sucks live. And I would watch yeah. it and I'm like, they're not that bad live. And watching yeah. it now, I'm like... I see what people meant. I still think they'd be fun to see. I still think they'd be fun to see, too. Uh, also, my cousin once saw uh, Aerosmith live, and uh, Joe Perry was whipping his guitar in classic rock fashion and uh, collapsed <laughs> from exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be taken off. <laughs> see, but the, uh, there's the part of me that's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it is cool, but it's a very different cool. Yeah. Now, right? uh, my dad has a Joe Perry story where he saw like the Joe Perry project okay. uh, in the eighties or so. Yeah. And, uh, I may have heard one of their songs. I don't think I've ever heard any <laughs> of their songs, but he said, yeah, you know, everyone was drinking and smoking and I flicked my cigarette off and it hit Joe Perry in the chest and got stuck in his chest hair. <laughs> and he has a cigarette burn on no. his chest that you can still see. Today. And I'm like, dad, you, uh, what? you injured Joe Perry. You burned him. <laughs> you cigarette burned. <laughs> That's like a mobster move. Uh, 
It, uh, it'd be cool. it'd be a cooler story if he was like I just stuck it on him and held it there. Yeah. But instead he was just like, uh, and he just kept playing the whole just time. Like, <laughs> well, kept playing and then was like, it. Uh, <laughs> oh god, but, uh, fantastic. Let's keep on rolling along oh, into your yeah. next pick, which is Metal Health. Bang ooh, your wait, head. Ooh, wait, no, oh, ooh, I think we've we've jumped one. Have we edited this in post? Which I have. Uh, I have look it up next. Oh, okay. Lick it up by Kiss. <laughs> Don't wanna wait till you know me Let's just be glad for the time together. Such a treat and it's time you taste Not to take I'm, take I'm, the <laughs> reins here. <laughs> I, I might have just. Uh, I think I just put them in backwards order. I so. will say they are both 1983. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So look it up by Kiss. Unmasked okay. Kiss. Yes. Lick it up by Kiss. This, you know, I, I wonder sometimes. Like Kiss obviously has some heavy sounding songs. I yeah. wonder just how metal they are. They're obviously like a marketing machine. Yeah. Fantastic at that. But yes, this comes from what I think is the most metal moment of the 80s, the, or at least the scariest moment of the 80s, which when is Kiss the Unmasked. Kiss Unmasked tour. <laughs> when everybody saw these guys without makeup, it's in the video. It's fantastic. It's like, because you just see them walking around, their heads aren't in the shot, and then it gets to the chorus. And just the first time they say, lick it up, it pans up. And you're like, oh my oh, God. Oh, those are the guys. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> oh, wow. Because they're they're not they're not attractive. No, they're not. Um, no. And like the 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 makeup was a genius marketing move. Absolutely. But I, I, I don't know. Like the uh, Kiss is so strange and interesting. And like I have Agreed. I have a strong love hate relationship with Kiss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole unmasked era, I, I feel like to me kind of doesn't register just because like we we were born in a time after Kiss had already been unmasked. Right. We can find these things, but I get that it's like this band has originated. They've been around for a very long yeah, time. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, I just gotta know. It's like it's like Slipknot, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do these guys look like? <laughs> we have to see it. And then they go on this tour. Uh, this is notably this is after Ace Freely has left the band. Yes, this I think was. Uh, Vinnie Vincent was in the band and maybe yeah. Bruce Kulick, but I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, it, it's, but it was like different people. Yeah, yeah. By that time. Great move by Ace <laughs> to save his face from the, <laughs> the Kiss on Mass tour. Uh, I, did they go back immediately to, to the I, face paint? I think they did one tour. Maybe they did two or so, but okay. very shortly after they went back to the face paint. Yeah. You get way more longevity out of it that way. Yeah. Because well, they can still play now. Well, they're going to... They're going to die one day, and they're going to hire new people to be Kiss oh, that's, <laughs> for that. That's so much easier than just like convincing the world that this is not Ringo Starr. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no, they haven't died. They look exactly the same. Um, 
I want to I want to mention this. Uh, I went to like a college consortium where there are like five schools around there. Okay. And one of the the schools uh, was famous for having like Gene Simmons's like son go there. Oh, Nick at Simmons. The time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gene Simmons would come and like talk on campus sometimes. That's wild. And all these things. Right. Yeah. It's just like this tiny school in Southern California. But it was also there was like a big plagiarism problem going on with Nick <laughs> Simmons at the time. We've That's been accused of like copying an anime. Oh, shit. So we would always read all these news articles and they'd be like, you know, son of Gene Simmons and current attendee of blank college. Would football. you ever like see him around or like? I have no idea what he looked like. Oh, you the makeup would, would have been easy to spot, <laughs> but I couldn't find him. You never watched uh, Gene Simmons Family Jewels? The family Jewels? <laughs> I did not. My mom watched that show. I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young for the Osbournes, so like that was my uh, Osbournes. Yes, the Osbournes. Uh, I think the Osbournes better, more entertaining. Yeah. But Definitely. Yeah. It's uh, like, I mean, all these guys end up with shows now, right? Well, yeah. Like D. You know, Snyder definitely has one. D. Snyder had one. Uh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels, <laughs> uh, which was just ripping off Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav. Uh, I love it. Yeah. But I just, I had to get the Unmasked Tour in that, here. That's fair. That's, that's what it comes down to. Because watch that video. If you're listening to this, please watch this music <laughs> Pause video. Pause this. Brace yourself for like a minute 05. <laughs> I like, yeah, I I haven't seen this video in years. I was thinking yeah. about a Kiss song, but I'm, this was the best Kiss song from that era. I so. also, just, I do like it more. Yeah, yeah. Than most of the other songs. Yeah. And they, this is one that they still play live. Every like clunker Kiss album has like one song that yeah. <laughs> sticks out. So like this is still on the set list and... I was made for loving you. That I think is my favorite Kiss song. I was made for loving you. Oh yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the falsettos hit very well on that. So. <laughs> they caught a lot of heat for that one back <laughs> in the seventies, though. More or less heat than Love Gun. Uh, we can, <laughs> we'll have the fact checkers look that one up. <laughs> I'm I'm really rooting for a Kiss uh, plays music from the Elder tour. Yeah, or is that <laughs> is this just showing what a Kiss nerd I am? It, it, we were getting into it. You're. Outpacing me here. <laughs> that was that's like the weirdest Kiss album where it was uh, supposed to be the soundtrack for a movie that never got made, and like Ooh. Lou Reed co-wrote songs on it, what? and it's it's weird. <laughs> that's true. It's like Queen doing the Flash Gordon soundtrack, right? Yeah, like they also yeah. did Highlander. Uh, did they? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> We got a soundtrack song coming up later, and here I'll we'll get to it. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> exactly, but we'll, we'll it is uh, hiding, hiding from you. We'll uh, get into that. My next pick was uh, "My Michelle" by Guns N' Roses. had to go for a deep cut off appetite for destruction. Yeah, Although I was going to ask like what brought you to this one off of all of appetite. This one this might be my favorite song off of appetite if I'm Hell being yeah. honest. Uh I kind of it's kind of a 
it's kind of an emo song when you get into it because yeah. he's just like talking about like his friend that like and her life. Yeah. No, I read like that's what the story was behind yeah. the song, right? And he's just like, your daddy works in porno now. It, like this could yeah. be a country song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she was like, oh, I would love to have a song written about me. And then it's like, like you just say that to somebody, imagining it'll be some happy song. And Axel Rose is like, "Here's your real life. <laughs> your life is Listen horrible to it forever." <laughs> but then you know you got that great chorus. Well, well, well. You never can tell. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't know, I I dig it. Like I I don't know. I think that like you know Axel just like how like his voice is like powerful on it yeah and like you know it's got like all the parts where it starts off soft and you're like oh cool this will be like an interesting ballad and then it's just like intense and heavy right and uh, i don't know i i dig it <laughs> i dig it for those reasons i can't blame you for that uh, interesting enough for me my girlfriend's name is michelle so this is a <laughs> this song is not indicative of her life is you what put I it say. on and you're like this makes me think of you yeah, it's like yeah <laughs> this, this song about a person she's shooting heroin she's whose father works in listening. porno it's like um she's like uh, you're like wait for it wait and then the court, that's it <laughs> well, yeah, listen, listen to this nice my moment michelle. yeah there it is <laughs> boom ah perfect you know i saw guns and roses live at the start of their like this okay. tour, what, what what's do the, you know the name? The not in this lifetime. Not tour. in this lifetime yeah, yeah. tour. Yeah, they, I was living in San Francisco at the time. They were like, oh, they're playing AT and T Park. It was one of the first ones on right. the tour, and I went to that. It was fantastic. I saw them. I saw them at the Garden for it, and it was great. Like yeah. no opener, just no them. Opener. And I was like, this they played is for like three hours. Yeah. Right, it's like Slash is still playing November Rain. You're like, yeah. how they do all the hits? They do like covers that are great. Yeah. It's it's so good. And then it was like I think it was also around that time where Axl Rose starts doing double duty when Brian Johnson of ACDC like goes down. So Axl's right. also touring with ACDC. Oh, was that when he was in the chair? Yeah, <laughs> after he'd also broken his like foot. Yeah. So oh, you, my so God. you saw Axl in the in the chair. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, God, it was fantastic. I, I don't know. That was just, it was an amazing concert. I like went to that on a whim. I was like, oh, it's there. I just told my roommate, hey, you want to go see this? He's like, oh, I guess I know one or two of their songs. And then we're in the middle of like civil war. Like, <laughs> I could not be happier. I, uh, I I brought my dad to that show at the Garden because yeah. it was like it was close to his birthday, so I was like, oh, you know, we'll go; it'll be fun. And he's not that he's the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, right? But like he he's not the world's biggest Motley Crue fan, and he saw them once too. Yeah. So I was like, you'll enjoy this. And when they were doing Paradise City, he's like, do you think they've got more? And I'm like, I, I this is gonna be it. <laughs> this is their most popular. They already did Welcome they to the do Jungle. Have so many hits though, and then you get to their deep cuts, and it's like this is all yeah, yeah. still great. Yeah, I love uh, this. Also, this uh, is what happens when your band is fueled by hate, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, this, uh, yeah, <laughs> you get wonderful things out of it. There's also um, AFI does a cover of this song that yeah. uh, isn't as good, but it's interesting because they're very un Guns and Roses. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm curious how that like comes. About. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a pretty faithful cover, and like their singer has a good voice for it, mm -hmm. but it's still kind of like this isn't like why I come to AFI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do a Misfits cover. I get you on that. But uh, let's keep on rolling along into okay. your next pick, which is now, which is now, Metal Health, Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. By Quiet. <laughs> Yeah. 
song metal health will drive you mad right <laughs> that chorus is is fantastic this guy has just a total screamy voice it's like you know the band cinderella yes it's got the same sort of just yells yeah. that are coming in there uh i just i don't i loved it this was like the song when i was maybe a teenager where it's like just hearing this and he's just, just literally screaming bang, bang your, your head, head. <laughs> it's like this is what i i want this is what i want to do now i remember being like 13 and hearing this for the first time and being like oh this is so cool like <laughs> i get that <laughs> yeah it's it i don't know it's it's so good this has always held a special place with me just because of that just of him like 4 minutes or whatever of quiet riot screaming that uh quiet riot like notably also does come on feel the noise right. Which I do think is somewhat a better song sometimes. Yeah. But it is a cover right. as well. It's a cover of Slade from like yeah. ten years prior. Before. Yeah. Right. And like I think that I think that Quiet Riot I think Quiet Riot's version is better than Slade's, which might be yeah. controversial. Um but they, they just kind of beef it up and like I like right. that a lot. They do that. Yeah. Notably like they keep the idea of this like chorus where everybody's just screaming on it. Yeah. I think that's what I really appreciate about this the, song. The gang vocals and the stuff. The gang vocal <laughs> is very well done by Quiet Riot. I cannot name any songs of theirs other than those two. Yeah, though that that was it. They they I think they had one song that was on the Filthy 15, and that's okay. m- maybe the only other one that like I'd know the name of. What but, is the Filthy 15? Um, when the PMRC, the Parental Music Resource Center, yeah. in the 80s, they made a list of 15 songs that were... Uh, I don't even know what they were, but they were like the the most offensive songs in their opinion. <laughs> so it was like a Quiet Riot song. There was like a song by Prince, a song by Madonna. Was the uh, Two Live Crew, did they make an appearance? Or was it too I early? think they were, yeah, yeah, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, the only one that I know definitely is uh, I think that we're not going to take it by twisted sister was on there too, which they were like, it incites violence <laughs> and D Snyder yeah. famously like went to the hearings and like, <laughs> like was like, this, this doesn't do this. This is my first yeah. amendment, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And like, like the spirit of this country. <laughs> right. And then like <laughs> it was Al Gore's wife, Tipper Gore was yeah. like the person like spearheading all of this. So then she yeah, was like, like uh, noise pollution things right yeah and she was just like oh yeah all this is horrible and blah blah and she was like you know you promote promote sadomasochism and bondage and he was like you know i can't help it that tipper gore has a filthy mind (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's fantastic um uh, another thing I like about this, yeah. Quiet Riot, uh, across their two songs, they have like this same motif of this. They're just known for this metal mask. That's like their, yeah, yeah. their iconic thing, right? Kind of yeah. like a metallic it's, Hannibal Lecter mask. Yeah, it's a little a like, jacket. it's a little like, uh, what's the the man in the iron mask kind of looking thing? Yeah, that's thing. what it reminds yeah. me of. It's, it's like a cool like mascot sort of thing, even though yeah. I, I don't know if they they had like the, the Iron Maiden sort of like Eddie type character. Yeah, honestly. I don't know that they did. I think it was just like a prop. It's a prop that then somehow becomes symbolic of this entire band. Yeah. I see it. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> and was because Randy Rhodes was in Quiet Riot before he played with yeah. Ozzy. Do you happen to know if he was on these songs? Uh, no, because I think, I mean, well, I can say yeah. actually... 
He definitely wasn't on this one because he was dead. Well, because, yeah. Because he, he made it like two years after Crazy Train. We're now three years after Crazy okay. Train. That makes but like, sense. I think he was in Quiet Riot in like the 70s. That makes before sense. Before they like, there was a lot of years before this band really yeah. broke out. That's always kind of the case with a lot of these bands that were huge in the 80s where yeah. like they they started in like the mid to late 70s and were kind of doing their thing and then right. weren't. Um, I was going to say that transitions nicely into my next <laughs> pick, but <laughs> it doesn't. My next pick, <laughs> because the next pick was big in the 70s, yeah. uh, arguably got bigger in the 80s, Black Sabbath, ah, Mob yeah. Rules. <laughs> This is a fantastic song. I didn't know this song oh. before you said this one. Oh, to did me. you not? Oh, no. this is so good. I love this track. It's this like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's it's why you know, it's just like it's kind of a reinvention of what Sabbath is. Right. Where like it they they aren't really known for their fast and intense songs, and this is fast in your face and Dio is it's like punky, yeah. <laughs> which I like. No, totally. It's got this message where it's like, I mean, if you listen to Fools, the, the mob, mob rules, right? Which applies all the yeah. time. <laughs> this is just as relevant we now. Right? We see it this week with the coronavirus. Exactly. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. No, it's it's another, like, it's a fantastic band, like, reinvention, right? Yeah. And I think that's, like, the best part about Sabbath is the fact that, like, you know, they Ozzy left the band and then right. Dio came in and really they they maintained a career instead of it just being like, oh, we're going to, you know, just, like, have lead singers filling in and we're going to do songs from the 70s and be, you yeah. know, a hits band. And Dio was like, oh, no, we're excuse me, we're doing this and like yeah. having a band. Did did Dio Sabbath play songs from their first era? Uh sometimes. There's okay. a couple of live recordings of Dio doing um some of their songs. Okay. Um and admittedly I don't love those just because Dio and Ozzy are such different singers. Oh absolutely. Um but I I saw I, I guess at the point that they were going by Heaven and Hell instead of <laughs> Black Sabbath, but I saw them uh probably like a year or two before Dio died. Wow. And like, I remember I was thinking, I was like, I don't know a whole lot of these solo songs. I know Mob Rules. I know Heaven and Hell, but I don't know any of the the other songs. And then I was like, I kind of hope they do maybe like Iron Man or Paranoid or War Pigs or something. Mm -hmm. Didn't do any of them. <laughs> it was still great. Still a great time. <laughs> but like, I was like, okay, cool. They like are their own band. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that. 
God, it, this makes me want to check out more Black Sabbath, which is great. Uh, the thing not expecting to get from this. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, here's more stuff from the 80s that you need to go through. It's like, hell yeah. It, it, it's great. I, I recommend going through, like, at least, like, the greatest hits album from, like, the Dio era. Okay. Because I, th- I think it's just called, like, the Dio years. Okay. And, like, it, the Dio years. <laughs> it's Love got it. the jams. It's got the jams. Uh, but let's go into your next pick, which is Master of Puppets by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> shirt today <laughs> that would have been a fantastic choice uh this i this song is is so great um i was really against metallica for a long time that's interesting yeah uh i think i've always had a problem with like uh long versions of anything so like long songs long books long movies it took me a long time to warm up to these things. that's why run the hills is your favorite iron maiden song <laughs> that gets you there um yeah, so it was like Metallica, most of their songs just super long, yeah. right? It's there's like they, they have many different emotions, many different movements within them. But it was like there was only ever one song where my cousin who loved Metallica would tell me to listen to all the time. There's only one I was okay with, which was Master of Puppets. Okay. So that's why this I believe makes the list here. The like the intro is fantastic. Uh, I remember like I tried to learn to play it on guitar once. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is doable. And then I realized, wait, no, Metallica just downstrums the whole time. <laughs> it's like I have no chance of playing this. I don't even think I got to a point where I'm like, I can kind of do this. I'm like, I could do the dun, 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 dun. and that's it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. The, the ver- like just the screaming of just master yeah. is, is fantastic. My friends will do that sometimes. Master, master, <laughs> master. It, just, it pushes. I think that's, I could be totally wrong on this. That might be in the movie Old School. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to come out as a bad comic. I've never seen old school. It's okay. A lot of people have missed these. I'm fairly sure, uh, feel free to redact this if it's wrong. Fairly sure. There's like a scene in old school where they are like kidnapping frat brothers. Like a van is just pulling up and abducting right. these people. I'm pretty sure Master of Puppets is playing the whole time. And like this, I love this very much. If, um, if you're wrong, I'll find it on YouTube, edit it, and post it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Hold me accountable. For all these things. But yeah, so like Metallica, right? You have, what are these bands? They end up being called the Big Four. The Big of, Four. Uh, of, of Thrash. Of Thrash. Of thrash. Is what it is. Yeah. And Metallica, like far and away the most successful one. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, all the, these. The, you know, arguably the best, too. Yeah. Just because, like, I, lo- I love all four. I When the Big Four played New York my senior year of high school, I went. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was wild. But, like, Metallica, looking back, had... They're the best songwriters. Yep. Probably the most skilled musicians. You know, yep. you can make a case for whoever. But, you know, and they come together and they wrote, they 
really kind of transcended metal to kind of just becoming rock and cultural icons. Oh, absolutely. That's why they've had fantastic staying power. Yeah. They're, they're still around. They like What was it? Five years ago, they played the, a song on every continent. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They played a show in Antarctica in a giant bubble sponsored by Coca-Cola. And was like, it sponsored by Coca-Cola? I'm pretty sure it was. And it's like, huh, this band has done so many things. So it's like you have to, I feel like you have to include them yeah. in the 80s. Even if it's like, I mean, I don't know how much influence they had then. I mean, I would uh, imagine a good amount. I Well, so like it's so interesting, too, because there were so many other thrash metal bands that like yeah. are still relevant and still get talked about, but not with the same amount that... Really, the two big ones that people talk about the most are Metallica and Slayer. Yeah. Uh, you know, while Exodus and Overkill and, you know, there are others that are kind of like within, you could say within the same breath, but no one really like cares about them as much yeah. as those other four. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really like all of these. Yeah. Uh, I like all of these bands. Well, maybe there's one I'm less into. Uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I think I know. Okay. But uh, let's uh, we'll, let's keep rolling along into this. Could arguably be one of the thrash bands. Yeah. Uh, Black metal by Venom. <laughs> This was one this was one I figured I had to include because most of the metal I listen to now mm-hmm. is black metal. Like okay. Uh, you know, like that's my stuff. I love like bands like Deaf Heaven. There's this cool band from Colorado called Bull of Apis, Bull of Bronze. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know any of these. <laughs> this is just me showing off being a metal snob. Hell Re- yeah. Recommend Deaf Heaven. Deaf Heaven's okay. great. Um but like, you know, and uh, Venom really ended up influencing all like the church burning Norwegian bands in like the <laughs> early nineties. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, Oh, we're going to sing these songs about Satan and yeah. With like more sort of spoken vocals, more spoken, more some weird screams every now and then. And yeah. like this kind of has the lo-fi production that those bands would really adopt where like now a lot of black metal is very polished and made to sound a certain way. But if you listen to like mayhem and yeah. like, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on other <laughs> mayhem's the big one, right? It uh, is kind of like lo-fi and stuff. So. so is this sort of what really kicks a lot of that off? Or are they just one of the earlier bands? A little bit, really, just because. But even like sonically, it's it's not so much. It doesn't have as much in common. It's just like the Satan stuff. <laughs> just the Satan stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this I will. Say, this reminded me a lot of Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which I wanted to include a Slayer song yeah. somewhere in here. I couldn't because there's like not one where I would like ever tell somebody, you need to have this on your playlist. Right. Like, here's a song to listen to while you walk around the street. Like I I like Slayer, but like they they have like four songs that I'm like, these are great. And then the rest, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, they were, that band was very much like, uh, screw it. We'll go fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. I, uh, I went to see Slayer alone once. It okay. was fantastic. I drove an hour. I was like, I had, I think I had two tickets. I was like, I just eventually realized no one's getting no one wants. So I just drove myself down, down to like Mountain View, California, watched it. And then I drove back and I was like, that was pretty cool. That's all. Uh, One of my buddies saw Slayer on this big farewell tour. And I, I almost went because they had like Lamb of God and like Phil Anselmo. And I was like, this is a pretty good lineup. Yeah. When I saw Slayer at the big four show, it was like, I remember watching and like they opened with, uh, Disciple <laughs> and then the last two songs were like uh, Angel of Death and Raining Blood which like makes sense uh-huh. but like <laughs> they didn't stop at all <laughs> like they, they did uh, they did Disciple and then they played like three more songs which I didn't realize <laughs> they yeah. stopped at one point to be like this next similar. song is called this mm-hmm. and then did like ten more songs and then oh, I yeah. heard the riff from Angel of Death and the riff from Raining Blood and I was <laughs> like okay cool Slayer did four really long songs <laughs> and then I looked you up the look, set list the and set they list, did 14 like, songs so many yeah <laughs> It's amazing that they don't have to stop. Like, even yeah. as this band gets older, they can just keep going the whole time. Uh, Angel of Death is the song that opens with just the high-pitched scream, right? Mm, probably. Maybe. It's yeah. like 18 seconds in. It's just like instrumental, and there's just this note that is impossibly high. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the I one. Almost, I wanted to include that just for the first 18 <laughs> seconds. and be like, cut it off <laughs> after there. That's about how much plays of these songs. Like, <laughs> yeah. 18 seconds, cool. But I can imagine if you see Slayer when they're with other bands that are, like, much more... Yeah accomplished and much more like you know have very great songs like metallica yeah. have like really good songwriting that sort of stuff where you'd be like okay this is just a band that wants to go fast and we'll right well that's that. part of why like seeing them seeing them at the big four show was great because yeah. like they were between megadeth and metallica okay. so like because well, you need space for dave mustaine <laughs> <laughs> right well like i uh, i love megadeth <laughs> like have oh, a lot yeah. of problems with megadeth now but like great songs <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so like was stoked on Megadeth and then like Slayer comes out and they open with my arguably my favorite Slayer song yeah. and then like did I'm a big Chemical Warfare guy I don't uh, maybe <laughs> that but that might have been the one that they stopped to be like this next song's called <laughs> I can't remember don't quote me on that <laughs> but but if you're wrong I will post a video to YouTube on uh, the right you, answer <laughs> you, by all means we've got a shame war going on here <laughs> um. But yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like they're they're great, uh, but not not something that I think I'd go to see headline. Yeah. I've seen it. You know, I saw it once. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It was yeah. a good experience, though. Uh, Fantastic. But yeah, let's keep on rolling along into your next pick, <laughs> which two parter, uh, <laughs> Yankee Rose by David Lee Roth.
in English and in Spanish. Yeah. Part two is in Spanish. I think I might like the Spanish version more. Uh, the Spanish version, I think, is amazing. Uh, this this song, right? The David Lee Roth like solo album. I can't remember the name of the actual album. I, I only know um, it in Spanish. Eat em and Smile. Oh, yeah. That might be it. Spanish. Sonrisa Salvaje. <laughs> it is Eat em and Smile and in Spanish. Sonrisa Salvaje. <laughs> um, so this song, like... As I mentioned earlier, right, David Lee Roth is just kind of an insane individual. Yeah. I kind of is an understatement. He is an insane man. Yeah. Uh, this is like maybe his best rock si- like rock single off this of any of his albums. But it just starts with Dave talking to a guitar. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like Steve Vai, one of the like many- most accomplished, greatest yeah. guitarists. Well, right. But he's like one of those like random, super progressive guitar players, right? Who would just have so concerts where they just play instrumentals yeah. the whole time. But it's, yeah, it's Dave having a conversation with a guitar <laughs> about like an attractive woman walking down the street. <laughs> and he's like, well, fine, maybe I'll go out and take a look. And then he like walks out. He's like, oh, my God, she's beautiful. And then busts into this song of just I don't even know what he's talking about half the time. I don't. either. It's this is the thing that happens with Van Halen songs a lot yeah. too, where it's just kind of like. It's kind of word salad <laughs> where, where he's just like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to be like bright lights, pretty girls, lights, city lights. Yeah. yeah. He says, I'm talking about a Yankee Rose. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. what is a Yankee Rose? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't But I, I loved the song for the longest time. Uh, I would just listen to it occasionally as well as some other stuff off the album. And then I discovered a few years later the Spanish that not only was Dave insane enough to make this album. He was insane enough to record the entire album over in Spanish, just because he like speaks Spanish. Yeah. It's like they released all the, the song like "That's Life," also By on here Frank in Sinatra. English. Yeah, also in Spanish. Así es la vida. That is That's the song. Interesting. Right? I, I'm gonna have to like properly dive. I like went through and added both because I was like, okay, cool, but I didn't like even like think about like looking into the album. Yeah. Does no. he do just a gigolo in Spanish? Is that this album? Every too? song on that album is also on there in Spanish. I love just a gigolo. <laughs> completely covered in there. And it's like my favorite thing to imagine about this is because like both of them start with Dave talking to a, a guitar, right? Right. So just one time it's in Spanish. I love to imagine that he just like they played it through once. It was perfect. They recorded it. And then he just looks at Steve and he goes, OK, Steve, play it in Spanish. And then they start <laughs> over again. It's like, ah, I, I can't believe it. Uh, es una sueña forma de mujer is, I believe, a line from this song. She's uh, <laughs> a dream in the form of a woman. As I'm Dave. an ignorant gringo. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you I, the, most of the Spanish I know is from this. <laughs> I uh, I always think of um, Estoy loco por la Yankee Rose. That is the chorus. It came to me right now. <laughs> I am crazy for the Yankee Rose. Ah, man. He like nails the accents and stuff, too. He which does. Is cool. I think I, I read about this. He's like, Dave's like, yeah, I'm also just fluent in Spanish and Portuguese. I speak them very well. And you're like, he's like, he, he's so wild. He like, he was like a, 
uh, uh, a paramedic for like really? two years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like after he was famous, he was like, I, I want to go be a paramedic in New York City. Wow. So like, you know, you'd like break a, your leg or something, job. call 911. And then job. like, you're like, hey, David Lee Roth. Is, <laughs> yeah. It's putting me on a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine somebody just being saved by like David Lee Roth while like, Sammy Hagar Van Halen's playing on the radio. <laughs> He's like, hey, wait, weren't you in the... He's like, never mind that, man. <laughs> Leave it to chicken foot. We'll stay out of it. Make oh, some God. tequila. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this song. Yeah, it's just such an apple. It's yeah. fantastic. I felt like it had to be on there. It's also the two instances I remember hearing this for the first time once was i want to say grand theft auto vice city it's on one of the radio stations i think you're totally right on that yeah i I think so yeah but then it's also (laughs) i used to own the bowling for soup live dvd (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and at one point in the show they're just like they i don't know if they stop in the middle of a song or if they (laughs) just are like all right guys prepare for the bowling for soup drink break and photo opportunity where they just (laughs) go and get drinks and like pose at different points of the stage while yankee rose plays that's amazing i'm like this is great i'm like i love bowling for soup wow i'm gonna check that out it's fun uh live and very attractive live and very attractive that's the name of the the dvd (laughs) Was Bowling for Soup the band that had the huge guy in it, or is that a different? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Um, and I saw Bowling for Soup like three years ago, and uh, now they're all huge guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, that's a glow up if ever there was one. Yes. <laughs> uh, 